right, back for episode 10 of Bodcast. I can't believe this friggin' thing made it to double digits. Neil and Mike back. Hey, bud. I can't believe we've done 10. It feels like we I just know. had this conversation to try this. I know. And you know what? It's fucking tomato time. It's fucking tomato time. And we're both awkward <laughs> white guy dancing. Um, <laughs> it's also time for a carbonated beverage. Ooh. So there you go. Tasty beverage. I have a carbonated and alcoholic beverage. Well, yes, I was going to say mine is non alcoholic. I am rocking rocking the blackberry buble. Ooh, I think my Kimberly likes that. I'm, you know what? This one is quickly growing on me. We kind of got back into it a little bit because I was iffy on them for a bit. Yeah. But uh, I really dig the lime ones. The lime ones are awesome. Rhonda yep. really digs the orange ones, and I figured I'd try these, this blackberry one. It yep. is a tasty beverage. Ooh, you might be on to something. So I'm not going to argue. A little bit of no. carbonation every now and then give you a bit Absolutely. of a, an uplift. Not like, you know, Willy Wonka styles, but an uplift. <laughs> to the moon. How can you tell which movie I watched recently? Yeah. Not, not that Johnny Depp piece of garbage either. Um, I, I'm talking to the original one with Gene Wilder, the creepy one where they go through that tunnel and the chicken gets the head cut off and yep. the yeah. real Oompa Loompas. Different, <laughs> different time, different time. I can't believe they let us watch that crap in school. When did that movie come out? I want to say it was the late seventies. Okay. But let me, let me verify the date for you. But did you ever watch that one in school? Oh, I don't remember watching it in school. Maybe I don't know. I don't like. I don't have a. I don't have a firm memory of it, but I certainly remember watching it. When was the was first pretty, time that you remember? Oh, I don't know. I was probably in grade four or five. Okay, I was a little off on the years. Nineteen seventy-one. So, so that would have been 70s. like early nineties. So if you saw it in the early 90s, like that movie would have been like 20 years old already because it was released in 71. Yep. So, I mean, already it was pretty much considered a classic at that point. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even now, like it's funny. I bet you most kids only know about that movie because of the memes. Yeah, yeah. But regardless of the reason why you know the movie, Grandpa Joe's still an asshole. That's true. Yeah, I mean, don't get any closer to that, Mike. God damn it. You sound too sexy already. Oh, this is Mike McFarlane on his new mic stand. <laughs> it's, it's a marked improvement. It's unavoidable. You will be it able is. to tell when you go back and listen to the pod. I can't wait to hear that. And only, I, I only say that because... I've spent, and we talked about this last week, with talking about the desk, like I've spent time really trying to get my desk the way that I wanted to. And this was kind of the last piece because now it saves a lot of space for me having my mic physically on my desk. Totally, yeah. Everything else that I got going on, so. Speaking of desk, I got, we got to give a couple shout outs here. Uh, one is desk related, the first one. Yes. Uh, to Dina, Dr. Dina, as Dr. she goes Dina. by on, on Twitter. Uh, I know Dina personally. I've Worked with her a couple times at the Zask Expo, volunteered with her, and uh, she is an awesome, awesome person. And she shared a picture of her working from home setup, and I yep. am extremely jealous because she's got a standing desk. 
that's all the rage, man. All I, the rage. I totally get it. If I, I would love to get one. You know what's you know what's really creepy sometimes with like I'm on it, one of the other reasons I wanted like a, a nice mic and mic stand and all that stuff. Like I'm on the phone, which is now Zoom calls yeah. all day. So I want I figure, hey, if I'm gonna be home, let's let's give it myself a good little setup here. Oh, anyway, cool. um, where was I going with that? Mic yes. stands. Mic stands. Um, it's. It, it's nice to like build that desk for yourself and uh, like things like, like one of the, I think the creepiest things I've ever seen with, with the, the rising desk or the standing desk is when you're on a call with someone and while they're on zoom, the desk starts to go down or the desk starts to go up, but the person doesn't move. And it's just like, what is going on? Why is your camera moving? And then you realize that they have a standing desk that goes up and down. It just occurred to me that if you were to get a standing desk and your microphone was attached to it with the new attachment for yes. the microphone, you would have a mic stand attached to your standing desk. That, that means that technically Mike would be standing using his mic stand. Uh, you know what? Kudos for coming up with that so quickly on the spot. And that is not pre-planned. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's just a little too meta for me. That was that was inside baseball. Yeah, that that was a little <laughs> bit much. Uh, the other shout out I wanted to give uh, is to uh, a, a listener of the previous podcast, previous life I had of MSS, uh, goes by the name of Red Hero on on Twitter. And yes, he gave us some some very kind words today, and he didn't have to, but we greatly appreciate it. I believe the term he used was a nice, pleasant listen. That's, you know what? I, we, we give ourselves shit a lot. And, and for the most part, rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> but I think there's something to be said when, when a few, like I've had like, even like my wife, Kim, proactively came to me. I think it was earlier this week or last week after our last pun and said, I really like your podcast. Like, you guys are doing really well. And I was like, thank you. That's, it's a nice feeling. It's hard for me to take a compliment like that. And I think, and I, I said to you in our conversation, um, like online that it's hard for me to take that to heart because I feel like she's biased. She's your wife. You know what I mean? It's hard to, but nah, but she would tell me if something was shit or like, and she was actually point here. Here's the, here's my counterpoint. When we did our pilot, yes, which or our little sneak preview, which was what about 10, 15 minutes long? I yeah, think? about that. Let's say that. Sure. She called me out on it. Said you were pretty rough on me. Like you said, um, 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 and it just that was the first time we'd ever done it. Like, of course, yeah. it's not going to be great. But she told me that, and that's great. And she and but she made it a point to say the way that you guys sound now, the way that you guys carry your conversations now, the confidence that you guys have in your voice sounds amazing. So it's, it's a work in progress. It takes absolutely time. just but like us, right? We, we, we are <laughs> getting there. There's no other way to put it. So no. more than I, anything, I, so it's hey, we're 10 episodes in. I'm still having a shit ton of fun, man. <laughs> well, same here. And I appreciate the kind words. So if anyone wants to send them along, like I'm going to turn them away. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, if anybody has some harsh words for us, 
send them our way too, because obviously there's stuff that we need to improve on. I'm not saying we're going to do it, but at least we'll be aware of it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. uh, We promised a couple episodes ago that we were going to start talking about some more Christmas stuff. Yes, we did. And this week we are going to take that promise to the bank. We're going to talk Christmas treats. Now we're going to cover a little bit of a wide range of stuff. I want to kind of cover the bases on candies, chocolates. They're Mm -hmm. not the same thing. They all fall under the sweets umbrella. Yes. And possibly if we have a little bit of time, Christmas baking. So I, I can tell you that for me, my childhood, my, my mom did all the Christmas baking, all the Christmas baking. Yeah. So like the little ca- like candies. Yeah, we'd have like we have like the red and green M and M's or red and green Smarties and red and like green cho- jupe jupes for us too. Yep. Same. Same. Yep. Or uh, chocolate covered almonds, like kind of those heavier oh, yeah. night type things. Yep. Um. But man, I when we start when we get into it, I will discuss Susan McFarland's glorious Christmas baking. Well, there's some of these we can cover off. I think real quick. Yeah, but when it comes it. when it comes to the candy, um, I think realistically, there's not too much that you have to choose from in terms of non-chocolate candy. I agree. You have your it's, candy cane. Yeah, candy canes, and I'm not talking about like the weird funky flavors. Right. You get your mint ones, and maybe like the weird like fruit punch or cherry flavored ones. That's yep. it. Yeah. And out of those three. I don't really steer away from the mint ones. Oh, you can stay classic, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can put them in a hot chocolate, use as a stir stick, you're good to go. Absolutely. You get your jube jubes, the red and yep. green ones only. Yep. As a kid, I preferred the ones with the sugar on the, on the outside. See, I like the classic ones without it. But I, li- I like I'm at, I'm at that point now as an adult. But as yeah. a kid, I preferred that extra little punch of sugar. Oh, yeah. What kid wouldn't? Um, and then, yeah, otherwise it's the ones that you said, right? Like the, the green and red M&Ms, the things like that, you know, um, as for chocolates, this is where things start to open up a little bit. You get a little bit more selection. I don't know if you have a top three favorite, like Christmas chocolates. Like if you're going to go to a store right now and only buy three chocolates for you and the family. Yeah. What are your top three going to be? After eight. That's a solid and underrated choice. I, I like 100% that. 100% agree in a yeah. cold after eight. Like yes. Put them in the fridge or put them in the freezer for Freezer's a little bit. Freezer is the way to go, yes. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Um, turtles. And I don't know if that's, that's a classic. Thing, but like turtles uh, definitely come up. And in the third one, I'm going to – I don't know how to explain these. But I, and I'm going to group a whole bunch of stuff together. The tin canned two-leveled, square, mixed chocolate and cookie type thing. Oh, okay. So kind of like the PC brand ones or the, you know, whatever. I know the ones you're talking about. It's like assorted chocolates and cookies and stuff like that. Yeah, some are white chocolate, some are dark, some are mixture. Some are circle, some, yeah, like all of that. That's always kind of a classic because, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Tied to that, I think the kid version of that would be any sort of advent calendar. Where you yeah. get your little shitty piece of chocolate in the morning. 
I think the the chocolate cookie is kind of a sneaky addition, but I think I'll allow it because typically there's enough chocolate on those cookies that it would count as a chocolate. I agree. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you took one of mine, so I'm going to have to change. Um, yeah. Because I was going to say turtles for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go Ferrero Rocher. Yep. Big time. Yep. That is a, that's one of our family's favorites. Yep. That's a definite class. Is it, it's hazelnut, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're going to sense a theme here because my next one is pretty much the same thing. Toffee yep. Faye. That is Kim's favorite. I usually buy her three or four boxes of it for stocking every Christmas. Absolutely can plow through one of those like mini boxes. Yep. And a couple (laughs) nights easy just on my own. Yep. Oh God. That is a very, that's very much a classic, especially for us. Like that's, that's Kim's favorite. I would say that's her favorite Christmas candy. It's kind of a candy, right? It's kind of that middle part is weird, right? It's kind of like a nougaty type yeah. deal, but um, I have a method to eating it though, and this is where it gets weird, and this okay. is why I know I'm weird because I will actually eat that chocolate disc on the top of the toffee vey first. I will like pry that off with off? my bottom teeth. Oh, right, <laughs> and then I will peel the caramel cup off. The nougat with my wow. teeth. Yes. Then I will eat the nut, the hazelnut in the bottom that okay. is now exposed. And then that all that's left then is the nougat. And I just pop that in my cheek and just let it melt and dissolve. And how long have you done that for? Oh, several years. Like, is it something you started doing as an adult or was that like a childhood thing? Which I would say child around for us when we were kids oh yeah i mean i'm old dude but i'm not that freaking old give me a break no you and i we're not that far (laughs) apart how uh, i'm this is a weird question how old are you early 40s okay i'm late 30s (laughs) so yeah no uh i started doing that roughly in my teens okay late teens okay so um and for my third pick i'm gonna go with another underrated one kind of akin to your after eight pick um, yep. I don't know how long these have been around. I have, I have never been familiar with them except for last maybe five years. Yep. But those Merci chocolates. Merci. It sounds. They're familiar. these weird like stick type chocolates. And when you buy a box, they're all individually wrapped in plastic, but there's like seven oh, or eight yeah. different flavors in them. Those are an underrated chocolate. We bought yeah. some like five years ago, and we've gotten yep. some every Christmas since. There is not a single flavor in that box that nobody, like everybody in the house here likes at least half the flavors in that box. None of them go un, unused or unliked. Yep. No, I just, I just, I just searched for them on Google, and uh, I, that, that wrapper is like, it's classic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can honestly say I can never remember seeing them up until five years ago. And maybe it's because I lead a sheltered life. But <laughs> maybe they got imported into Saskatchewan. Who knows? But <laughs> either way, I will never go without again because there they are go. really good. So now when it comes to Christmas baking, this is where things are going to get really difficult because yeah. it sounds like our our childhoods were very similar. There were some things that our parents each made. Now there are some things that 
obviously they probably got from a store as well. But it was probably few and far between, and our respective mothers, aunts, grandmothers tried to make as much as possible. I'm almost positive my mom's Christmas baking came from my grand. Yeah. Like that, like, and then that probably came from her mom, which came from her, like it probably, and it's still to this day, like my mom and her sisters all do the same Christmas baking every year. Yeah, I totally get it. So I'm going to ask you the same question now. Yes. Childhood favorites to present day. If you had to pick three favorites in no particular order, if you could have three of them in front of you right now, what would your three favorites be? Number one. Yes. Always in my heart. Chocolate peanut butter balls. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. That Now, when when they made them, did they have like uh, a Rice Krispie or some type of other nope. thing in there for texture? Or were they just nope. straight peanut butter straight and like icing sugar? And straight peanut butter and then melted chocolate, like dipped in it. And then, nice. and then fro- like frozen, yep. like yep. Uh, hardened the chocolate. Oh, just so good. So good. Second, which is probably the biggest artery clogger my mom <laughs> makes. <laughs> okay. It's called a secret. Which I'm is basically with just, it's basically brown sugar, butter, and marshmallow. <laughs> That's oh, it. <laughs> good God. And you and you bake it and then you can cut them up into squares and it's brown whole, sugar, marshmallow, butter. and butter. butter. That's it. I <laughs> I'll I'll say this as the British would say it. I think I just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, almost, almost. <laughs> wow. My, my mind's actually blown by that. That's so simple, but it sounds fantastic. I'm, we're uh, unfortunately not going to be spending Christmas with my folks this year, just with Understandable, though. COVID. Yeah. Um, more so because my brother, my brother lives downtown Toronto. Downtown Toronto's on a lockdown. Mm. We can't, we just can't in good conscience no. like get all together. Um, but if I'm hoping my mom will still do some form of baking so that when we see them, oh, uh, sure. I'll take some pictures of it and let you in so you can have a look. That's awesome. Yeah, the totally. Glory of all of this. Yeah. yeah. And then my third one, I, I don't really know what it is actually. It, um, you know, the the orange chinese noodles that are kind of like that are crispy okay yeah i i, I just know them as chinese noodles they usually came in like a white styrofoam tray yeah all piled in and then shrink wrapped um those covered in chocolate and peanuts okay really good and i don't That's have a name different. for it but it's like it they look like a for lack of a better term, like a, a mound of mud with sticks coming out of it, a little yeah, rock. Because I mean, and you can get noodles like that up here in what almost looks like a chip bag. Yeah. But just covered in melted chocolate and then peanuts. And yeah. Delicious. Are they, are they just plain old, like salted peanuts or are they like, you know, honey roasted ones? Uh, or? I think they're just plain old salted peanuts, nothing crazy. Dude, I might have and to try that one. Because that, that's so like, stupid, even I could do it. Well, it's you think like it's the the saltiness of all the stuff that's in it, essentially covered in chocolate. Like you can't go wrong. Well, no, that's it. 
I'm honestly two of the three of these are just mind blown. The one's super nostalgic. Yeah. But the last two are just blowing my mind. Well, maybe I'll see if I can get Susan McFarland's great Christmas baking recipes and we can we can build like our own little bod recipe book. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll get something going online, some type of yeah. like online to like just portal where we can dump all these recipes and everyone yeah. can go on there and check it out yeah. oh, get recipe.com go to podcast.com and it'd be <laughs> awesome if we could get like the two jts on there to get a couple recipes going too right oh i'm sure we could could and you I imagine both of them probably have bangers from their folks or oh. from some random thing that you would never expect willing willing to bet jonathan's probably got like some weird recipe that includes salt and vinnies well, now you got my mind going. What could you do with salt and vinnies for Christmas? Oh, I don't know. Something maybe a salt and vinny crusted, you know, seafood of some sort. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, so I actually, my, one of my best friends uh, who have known, man, I don't even know, over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, he's the head chef at the, at the restaurant that looks over the court and ice at the uh, Scotiabank Arena downtown. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he put on the menu um, fish and chips that were crusted in salt and vinegar Miss Vicky's. Ooh. Oh. Honestly, those are the best salt and vinnies. Oh. God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to get into my three favorite Christmas. And let's let's say Christmas treats. Okay. Okay. and being that I'm originally from Newfoundland, a couple of these are going to probably seem a little bit weird. It's okay. probably closer to more like, you know, English, Irish type stuff. Okay. Um, the first one is a cherry cake. Now, when I say this, it might not elicit the same image in your head as what I'm about to describe. But think of a pound cake, but with cherries in it. Okay. It doesn't sound great <laughs> at first, but it is one of the densest, but at the same time, sweetest <laughs> things you will ever eat. And if you like stick it in a microwave, if it's been, you know, a couple of days old, stick it in the microwave for like 10 seconds. And just warm it up a bit. Warm it up for a little bit and get like a little thing of butter on there and just let it. Oh. What about like whipped cream? Oh, yeah. I could yeah, see that's some good cream too. actually cutting it a little bit. Where yeah, it would be, totally. That would be good. Yeah, I've done that. It is so good. Okay. Um, so, and uh, cherry cake's a, a staple back home. Like, it's such a staple that there's actually a couple of bakeries. Uh, I don't know if it still operates, but I'll throw a name out there. Like, say, Trinity Bake Shop. Yep. Uh, not a sponsor. But <laughs> they were a big enough <laughs> uh, uh, operation commercially that they would actually bake cherry cakes and ship them across the province to be sold at, say, gas stations and mom-and-pop convenience stores and stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was so good. So anyway, that's one of the big ones. Uh, another one is actually a homemade one. Um, my, <laughs> this is going to, again, it's going to sound a little bit weird. Raisin bread. Not weird at all. But molasses raisin bread. See, now I weirded you out. The look on Mike's face right now is priceless. What, so think, would that, 
what would the texture of that be? The texture is the same as any other bread. It's just that the molasses turns the bread brown like whole wheat bread, but it's sweet. It is such a sweet bread. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And, and you toast that. And because it's so sweet, if you get a decent quality butter on there, like a salted butter, oh, it is to okay. die for. So my grandmother, uh, may she rest in peace, would go out of her way usually couple days before Christmas, she would make four or five loaves of this raisin bread and we'd have some fresh Christmas morning. And that was oh, just fantastic. Oh, it was ridiculous. That sounds delicious, especially it's, toasted with butter on it. Oh, oh God. Oh. oh, now of course, obviously you have to like raisins. Uh, I, I actually, I like normal raisin bread. I actually quite enjoy just normal raisin bread. Oh like, yeah. I'll, like, We'll get it at the store, like I say sometimes. We haven't done it in years. But we actually did used to get it a little bit. And that toasted, like just a little bit over-toasted too, yep. with butter on it is mwah. Exactly. And the last one's actually, I want to say more recent, but realistically, considering I am in my early 40s and I've been married for 20 years, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's only been introduced in the second half of my life so far. Okay. Um, Hamburger tarts. Go on. Go on. You're, yeah. you're, hamburger you're, and tart, that sounds like two very different flavors coming together to... This is going to blow your mind. So you take a slice of bread. You take something round, let's say like a mason jar, and you, you know use that to cut out a circular part of the bread. Right? You put some margarine on it. You put it in a muffin pan. In a bowl, you got a mixture of, say, like some ground beef, some shredded cheese, some cream of mushroom soup, some spices, stuff like that. And you make essentially a meatball. Okay. You put that meatball into the bread that's in the muffin pan. Okay. Squish it down a bit. You throw them in the oven. You bake them. You bring it out. And then you can put whatever you want on it. You want some, you want a little bit of onion on there, some raw onion, have at it. We got some cut up. You want some mustard or ketchup on there, have at it. We got it there. You want a little bit more cheese? Yep, not a problem. Some hot sauce? There you go. Is it kind of like a like meat like meatloaf? It's kind of like a little meatloaf in a bread cup. That sounds delicious. It is so good. But I'd never had them before until I got in, like I had met and married Rhonda and got involved with her family and they introduced me to them and it was like oh and that and that's uniquely a Christmas thing for you yeah they don't do them any other time of the year interesting because that would the like weirdest thing that would be a cool like little thing to do in the summer it's like little like burger pies <laughs> yeah exactly right but they don't do them any other time of the year and it's no not weird interesting it frustrates the hell out of me because they're so good <laughs> but here's the big question because there is one other thing that they don't do any other time of the year and this is going to be i think the quintessential question in terms of christmas treats in air quotes yep what is your Butter tart hierarchy. So out of the three options, we've got plain, raisins, mm -hmm. and nuts. What do you rank them in top from top to bottom in preferences? Raisins, plain, nuts. There's a reason why we get along. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm the exact same. Yeah. The, the I, ones I, with nuts are always going to be at the bottom for me. Yeah. Especially like, especially in a tart like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, not. No. You want the texture and the raisins add like the tart needs it, but the raisins add a little bit more sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. And just, it's, it's the right texture for that type of treat. Yeah. Versus like you bite into this butter tart, which is like gooey and the, and the crust is soft or sometimes a little bit, a little bit hard, but then all of a sudden you get to a nut and it's like, no, no. not in a butter tart, man. Not no, like I agree. All right. We're going to take a break. Yes. When we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about some of the plans we've got loosely right now about some virtual hangouts between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. We're still working out some of the details, but we'll fill yeah. you in on what we're trying to do right now. And then we're going to talk a little bit of NHL. Yeah. And then right after the break, we've got a new segment that we're going to try out. We'll be right back, folks. Back for the second part of podcast episode 10. Uh, before we get any further, I have to apologize because I forgot to give one other shout out um, to Tiff. We gave Tiff a shout out a few episodes ago. Tiff is my barber yes. uh, over at Top Notch, and she hit me up. Uh, she binged all of our episodes. That's amazing. She, she loves the podcast. She's got a bit of a commute on her on on her every day right so she binged them all and she loves it so amazing thanks so yeah. tiff so that's awesome so that's great thank you for the kind words to tip as well so um so yeah as promised we got a couple things to cover off here the first thing we're gonna do though is a brand new segment we're gonna try this out we need your feedback on this segment because we don't know yes. if we're gonna continue with this yes but let's try it out yeah, give it a shot. This segment is going to be called Cash or Trash. And now, it's time for Cash or Trash. So on this week's edition of Cash or Trash, we are going to be reviewing a product that was actually sent in to, another, to us by another listener, Dan. Dan's in Calgary. Thank you for this product, Dan. Uh, this is one I sent to you, Mike. Yes, uh, you on, did. On DM. And I, have, I am of two minds of this product, but I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, it is a product that is readily available at Canadian Tire. It is the KFC scented Log. So if you have a wood-burning fireplace, the Log <laughs> is already really familiar to you. It yes. is one of these products that helps keep your wood-burning fireplace and the chimney clean. Um, but this one is KFC-scented. This one <laughs> smells of the 11 herbs and spices. I don't know what to think. Well, no. I, like I said, I'm torn on this. I, I have two opinions of it. But, Mike, what do you think of this product? I mean, I'm all for ingenuity. and not letting the mold define what you make all for that thinking outside the box type stuff yeah 
yeah, what other kind of business puns can we throw into this? <laughs> um, How about we can work synergy in here somehow, yeah. right? Synergy, or we'll take this offline or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something like that. We'll put a pin in it. We'll come back to it. Um, I would, uh, I think it's a stupid product, but I would probably buy it and enjoy it. I like, I, I like, but what it opens up now for me, at least, is a discussion of like, what other types of things can your logs smell like? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, we're, we're going down a slippery slope here now because that was going to be one of my points. Um, my, I guess my first question is, do you have a wood-burning fireplace? No, I have a propane fireplace. Okay. So you can't even buy this product. So it's easy for you to say this, right? Oh, I would if I could. Could situation. I do it in my fire pit in my backyard? Well, sure, but would you get the full effect of the smell? Uh, depending on how close I lean into it. Do you want to keep your eyebrows? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's a, a weekend drunkard decision to see if we have a KFC fire. Anyway, go ahead. Well, so I mean, I, I'm not sure the price of it, I'll be honest. But let's say for sake of discussion, this thing is like 25 bucks. If you had 25 bucks burning a hole in your pocket, would you actually go down to the Canadian tire closest to you and get this? Absolutely not. That's my point. See, and ultimately that's the deciding factor for me too. Am I intrigued? Hell yes. But if I had 25 bucks on me, would I go get it? No, there's other things I would rather spend $25 on. But you know where it prices imperfectly? Secret Santa gift prices. Exactly. Like That's if you're what, going somewhere and you've got like a $20 limit and you, everyone knows, okay, if you're doing, like you said, the Secret Santa thing, eh, five bucks within the threshold isn't so bad. So 25 bucks is that perfect yeah. threshold. Yep. Perfect gag gift for a Secret Santa. Absolutely. I would welcome that. And I would purchase it for a gag gift. I would not spend $25 on myself for it. Um, but story, I would maybe do it once just, yeah. But again, slippery slope. Yeah. What if I want slope. all my fires to smell like finger looking good? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to say that about their fires. How was the fire? Oh, it was finger looking good. Yeah. No, no, that's not how you describe a fire. Um, so I guess keeping this into, in the perspective of would we get it for ourselves? Cash or trash? Trash. Yeah, I say trash as well. So that, that's our first verdict. But in the spirit of trying to keep the people involved or the person involved, depending yeah. on how many people are listening, uh, we're going to put a poll up on the Saturday after this episode comes out. We'll include a photo of the product. We'd love to hear your guys' opinion. We'll put it up on the Saturday. The poll's going to end on a Monday. We'll just put it up for a couple days, and we'll get your feedback. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're right. Who knows? I let the public decide. This, hey, we're we've talked about or we've had voting on donuts. We've now been voting on scented poultry logs. This is this is this is this is the type of research that the people or the person wants to see. Yeah, exactly. And if we only get one vote on this, well, then so be it. The research has been concluded. Also, 
in regards to one of the other topics that we kind of alluded to in the first half, we are kind of planning on doing some virtual hangouts during the, the Christmas and New Year season. Uh, I kind of alluded to it today in a post on our social media, but I mean, let's be honest, we know 2020 has just been a dumpster fire of a year. It's, oh. it's weird all the way around. To say the least. And I'm sure uh, the first part of 20, 2021 will redeem itself if the majority of the population can get vaccinated. And it, but it's not going to be early 2021. No, that's the thing. No, like, we're looking no. late 2021. Exactly. I think the first part of 2021 is going to be just like it is right now. Exactly. But 2021 can redeem itself. Yep. If the majority of the population is able to get a vaccine. So we know a lot of people are quarantining. Yep. We know a lot of people are locked down, uh, yep. and people are trying to do the right thing. And it sucks sometimes doing the right thing. So we're going to try and make things a little easier. Um, Mike and I don't have all the details ironed out. And as soon as we do, we'll let you know. But what we're looking at doing is possibly over two or three evenings in between Christmas or New Year's, we'll spend an hour, maybe hour and a half, uh, who knows how long, online. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I don't know if we're going to do Zoom yet or if we'll do uh, like uh, Google uh, or Microsoft Teams, whatever platform, we'll figure out something we'll that's going to work out, work out for most people. Yep. Um, and we'll announce the time. Uh, it is going to be in the evenings, um, and it's probably not going to be till probably a little later Ontario time. Yeah, um, maybe eight, nine. Yeah, somewhere around there. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah we'll get But it. as soon as we know more details, if you want to take part, I think the best thing that you could do is follow us on social media. Uh, you can hit us up at podcast on Twitter. Follow us on our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram at podcast. Send uh, Mike or I uh, a DM. That would be great. Uh, if you want, hit us up at podcast.com or send us an email. Believe it or not, it's really easy to remember. It's bods at podcast.com. Pretty simple. It doesn't get any easier. No. Whichever way you decide to do it, if you want to take part in one of these evenings, if you want to come hang out, feel free. Like, just make sure you reach out to us. Even if it's on one of our personal platforms, not anything related to the pod, by all means. Um, we're not doing this, you know, for any other reason than just wanting to hang out. Yeah. Maybe have yeah. a couple drinks, you know, have a conversation. Just Yeah, get to know each other a little bit. Um, well, and like, for some of you, we already know you, but we just haven't had a chance to chat in a while or yeah, catch no, up. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I, yeah. um, I think we'll, if you, you know, like you said, if, if people are interested, I don't know if we'll publicly post the URL for people to go to. Just no, so no. I was thinking, let's in. not get any weird no. so situations happening. DM us, email us on any platform. Uh, and then when we figure out the dates for everything, we'll make sure that we send along a link. And the room will be safe and the room will be comfortable and we'll have a great time. Exactly. And because we're not making the link public um, or whatnot, if you miss one evening, whatever the case may be, because we're doing it over like two or three evenings, whatever the case may be, don't worry. You didn't miss your opportunity. It is what it is. There'll be another chance. So absolutely. Absolutely. It'll be great to get to, to talk to some familiar faces and, Hopefully some new ones too. It'll be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Me too. On to some NHL talk. Yes. 
Now, we're going to start off with the positive NHL talk because earlier this evening there was some breaking news that came out that just sent me to the friggin' roof. So let's Which start I off. Heard yet. No, I don't have heard yet. I, have, I didn't hear anything. I haven't paid attention to what's happened in the NHL today. So let's start off with the positive stuff. Great. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> well, I, I mean, the way that they're, the talks that seem to be going on right now seem to be alluding to the fact that the season will start on time or within a one- or two-week time frame of what they were thinking. Yeah. Um, there will be a Canadian division versus – and then there will be a U.S. division. Which I like the idea of that. I absolutely love it. Yep. Love it to pieces. And I say that selfishly because now I get to watch Austin Matthews versus Connor McDavid. Totally. How many times a year now? Well, and now you get to see a team that's on the upswing to say like Vancouver. Absolutely. Versus, let's say, Winnipeg. Which on I think a more Vancouver's, regular basis. I think Vancouver still has a bit of a chip on their shoulder for the Leafs. And Ricky will keep me honest on this with when Sadine got laid out yep. uh, a few years ago. And rightfully so. Yeah. So I, I like that idea. And I think if I remember correctly from what I was reading, they're looking at like a 55 or 60 game season instead of an 80 game season. Yeah. And when you think back to 2013, when they had the shortened season because of the lockout, which I think was 48 games, something like that. Yeah. This is a, like to get 60 is even if they only get like 55 or whatever, that's absolutely. still perfectly fine. Absolutely. I, I say all of this with an asterisk on it, as long as it's safe, as yes. long as it's safe and continues to be safe. It can't be a shit show like the NFL. It can't oh, be God. a shit show like MLB. It can't be a shit show, which is kind of happening to in the preseason for the or in the training camps for NBA too. Yeah. Like it can't be that, especially after how well regarded their job was to doing the bubble for the for the playoffs. Yeah, but, I, I will give the NHL full credit for that. They did a fantastic job on that that version of it. So they, I, I mean, they struggle for revenue probably more than any sports league in North America out of all the big sports leagues. Like out of the big ones, yeah. Yeah, they're at the bottom of the totem pole. So they need that revenue. They need games on TV because they've, yep. they've already paid or they've been paid. Like they need that to happen. So as long as they can do it safe, I mean, all of the things that I've heard in terms of the dates kind of being on track, you've already got players on the ice, like in Toronto. Uh, you've already got players on the ice, and you've got the European, some European players here already too, which is fantastic. They stayed. Yep. So that's what, like, I, I listened to Chris Johnson on the Steve Dangle podcast today talking about a lot of this. And so that's what got me interested in, like, holy shit, the season is actually, it could actually happen. And, yeah, it's not that far away, really. And it's not, yeah, and it's not far away. Like, we could have hockey again. This is awesome. So anyway. That's how I feel about the positive stuff. That's why I think it's the most positive stuff right now. But I am also looking at you awkwardly because if something pissed you off, I don't want to really know. I, I mean, I'm of two minds with, with sports in general. Only okay. because I've kind, of, I've kind of given up watching them. Fair. Don't, give me, uh, don't get the wrong idea. Like, I stay up to date on the news. Every now and then I'll catch some highlights. But I, I couldn't really care less if I sit down and watch a game. The only, the only sport I watch religiously is hockey. Yeah. And it's only the Leafs. Like, I pretty much watch that. I, almost, I watch almost every Leaf game. 
I'll watch the playoffs. I'll watch the first round of the playoffs for all teams because the first round of, ho- of playoff hockey is the best, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'll watch the Raptors. I don't go out, but I don't go out of my way to watch the Raptors like I do with the Leafs anyway. And I don't yeah. really watch the Jays. It just, yeah, they're shit. <laughs> well, well, not, it's actually, sorry, they were shit. They, they did, hey, they had a wild card shot this year, which was great. Better than That's, anyone expected of them. Absolutely. They got a young team. Um, sorry, they've been shit. They are on the upswing from being less shitty. I agree. Um, so I really do hope, and I say this with all sincerity, I really do hope that they're able to pull off this season and do so safely. Mm-hmm. With that said, the news that came out this evening is extremely disheartening. And I sincerely hope that there's more to the story. But at the time of recording, so far there isn't. But the story that broke this evening is that the NHL is going to try to buy vaccines for the players, staff, everyone involved, so that they don't have to do the bubble. No. So, and this was broken by several NHL insiders and pundits. So, this pisses me off to no end. Because this is not one of those things that should be for sale. If this is the case, and this is one of those things that needs to be given to people, quite frankly, that are more important. This needs to be like healthcare workers, seniors, people that have uh, people that have pre-existing conditions, yep. uh, teachers, people that have no choice but to work out in the public. Yep. Uh, like, there's no reason. Like, at, in terms of the of a ladder of importance of who should be getting this, a multi-million-dollar athlete is going to be near the bottom. There are so many other people in society that should be getting this before them. I bet you there are some super wealthy or important people in this world who have already gotten it. Oh, I'm not saying otherwise. And if it ever comes to light, shame on them. Yeah. I would feel the exact same way about them too. Oh, 100%. No, I, I, no listen. I think that's, that's horseshit. Like, yeah. I... I of a, 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 a massive like i say i said the nhl was small compared to like the nfl and they are small to that oh yeah. but they're still like an extremely wealthy league and to do so much good about what like how they were how they came across to like really want to protect the players before i get the sentiment like who if any if anybody would want to try to get the vaccine now of course i get that but you can't use you can't do that like you just can't do that like there's nothing good that comes out of it no and there's so many other people that need it worse that is horrible yeah and any good that they would have done right now and like i said more of this more could have broken on this but at the time of recording that's what has come out so who knows maybe more has come out since we've been recording maybe more will come out overnight or in the coming days but at the time of recording that's what has come out and i hope there is more that comes out about it maybe something comes out to break it wide open to say hey this isn't exactly the whole story here's what else has come out right brutal absolutely but as it as it looks right now if this is the case the optics are just fucking atrocious 
you got to think the other leagues have thought and tried or potentially they could all be doing the same thing. Oh, right I now. guarantee you, the other leagues haven't even just thought about it. They probably have plans in place. It just didn't get leaked like this. I bet you baseball and NFL for the sure. MLB and NFL. I would not be surprised if every yep. one of the players are vaccinated. If the NHL had a plan in place like this, I guarantee the NFL, with the billions behind it, had a plan in place like this. Yeah. There's no way it didn't. Ugh. So that's why I was so pissed off about it. Because you think about all the, the, the healthcare workers and the teachers and the people with the pre-existing conditions. And, I mean, the frigging seniors in the senior homes. And, oh, my God, all the people that should be getting these vaccines. Just so it's selfish. And frustrating. It's just... Yeah. And I'm sorry to end the show because we are coming to the end of the show here. But And I'm sorry to end it on a downer. But good God, what were these people thinking? Yeah. What, like, how do you save face on this now? I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. It will be interesting to see what comes from it in the coming days. Um, I genuinely hope that there is more to the story. Um, Me too. Like, here's the here's the other side of the, the coin that potentially could be putting a positive spin on it. They want to protect workers who are there to support hockey actually happening. Like if they wanted to like, like, cause there will, I'm assuming in the States, there will be arenas with fans in it, not full, but there will be arenas with fans in it. I honestly don't know how that's going to work. Yeah. Well, they do like, Oh, I, I say they're doing it in football, but everything's, pretty much outside in football so but even still i like if they were to say like the people who are working concession or who are staff of the arena like those people who are going to be surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people i would say they're high risk nhl buy it for them so that who knows this is one of those situations where i sincerely hope the way that i feel right now uh changes i sincerely hope that that there's more to the story and that i can be proven wrong you know what i mean yep uh because i have no problem admitting when that's the case and i want to be at this point yep because i hate feeling like this yep um so so here's hoping that more comes out in the following days and that something comes out to make this better because if yep. not this is just it's not a good look no it's just shit there's no other yep. way to put it yep oh absolutely um so on that debbie downer of a of an ending do 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 yeah exactly <laughs> right uh, <laughs> oh way to just bring it home there mike uh, so on that note Oh, I guess a rat is a raspberry a note. Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's go with it. Um, oh, uh, before I forget though, seriously, um, before I go into the usual wrap up, I sent out pictures of my setup here in the podcast. Yes, room. I will do that as soon as we are done recording. I just awesome. Just, I, I was gonna do it right before we started recording. I was looking around like, eh, I got some shit behind me that I gotta get tidied up before. All right, you heard it here, but folks. I will give it the the three sixty. Maybe I'll do a video. 
of a 360 panorama. Nice. Good for you. I would not do the video only because I have the, the podcast room doubles as an office. So I've got work stuff here too. And yeah. because, you know, it's not my own business and all that, I wasn't going to. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah uh, but hopefully everyone enjoys the mess that is my podcast office and holy friggin' memorabilia. Um, and I will have to go through and point out all the stuff that's autographed because it's ridiculous. It's, like, I'm just sneaky. looking at it. Like, and I've been oh, in no. there, too. Yeah, like, but you, uh, it's sneaky how much stuff in here is autographed. Because I, I can't even see from all the pictures. No, because some of the stuff not. is autographed on the top of packages, and like it's <sighs> anyway. <laughs> as usual, if you want to make sure you stay up to date on the latest news from Mike and I, make sure you follow us on our social media at Bodcast on Twitter. Follow us on our Facebook page. Just look up Bodcast on there. You can check us out on Instagram at Bodcast, or you can go and check us out on our spiffy little web page. That Mike put together, podcast.com. It's not that good. It's pretty good for what we need. Don't let him sell himself short, folks. On there, you will also find not only info about the podcast, but you will find a couple of playlists. You will find our regular updated podcast playlist on Spotify and our Christmas playlist, which I added some more tracks to lately. You got to go on there and check it out, Mike. I will. And I, I think I may have added one or two tracks. I saw you added a couple, and I saw our bud Crystal added one on there, too. And nice. Crystal, if you're listening, I've not heard that track before, and I'm actually pretty impressed with that track. That's a good one. I like it. Nice. It's got uh, Corey Hart on there, I believe. But it's For not the Rudolph? Rudolph. Yeah, it's a gooder. You got to go on there and check that one out. Oh my, I'm going to check it out right now. Yeah. Go on. Anyway, so that's all of our social media. Make sure you go and check it out. If you'd like, you can go back and listen to all of our episodes. And when I say all, that's all nine of them, not including this one. (laughs) And you can listen on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else major podcasts are play. Not that this one's major. For some reason, we were just able to trick them into letting us on there. Yes. Well, we had to pay to get there, so. Shh. <laughs> Why did you have to go and say that? Jeez. <laughs> Good God. Anyway, so until then, that's episode 10. We will talk to you guys next week. If you have any questions, make sure, again, you hit us up about uh, maybe the virtual hangout or, you know, why Mike is so awesome and I'm so lame or whatever the case may be. That's cool. And la, that's la, it. La, la, there la, we go. la, 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 la. Really? That's what you got? Tomato time. White guy dancing. All right, talk to you guys next week. Bye, bye.